Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. This podcast deals with subject matter considered to be taboo. This podcast is marked explicit. You should not listen to this podcast if you happen to be under the age of 18 or if someone under age 18 is listening there with you. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast. Now, let's get started. Thank you. You are about to hear secrets of male private dancers on the Taboo Truths and Tales podcast series. But you better buckle up. This is a bumpy ride over rough pavement. Navigating sharp rocks embedded in a highway. Hold on tight. This episode is presented with no censorship and contains explicit language. Male sex work within the gay adult community of men has historically been a taboo topic, shrouded in shame and secrecy. Despite the increasing visibility of queer identities thanks to social media, male sex workers continue to face unique challenges that are often overlooked within mainstream gay adult male discourse. This is a mockumentary presented within a podcast episode called Secrets of Male Private Dancers. A male private dancer is a dancer who is a man who dances and does other stuff for money for a client who is also a man. A private dancer as the song says will do what you want him to do. What you pay him to do. The phrase, male private dancer, is just a different way of referring to the job title of male sex worker who performs services for money exclusively for male clients. It is easy for me to attract male clients. They take one look at me and suddenly they have sexual thoughts. I can tell about you that a they... prejudiced white or black guy always has stronger orgasms fucking me. This is true because these clients experience more fulfilling man-on-man sex with me compared to with anyone else male or female. I was beaten up three or four times by my male clients after having sex with them. The client experiences getting fucked in his ass and his mouth by us at the same time. In this episode we explore the experiences and untold secrets of male sex workers who exclusively serve male clients. We dig deep into reasons why young men enter this line of work and the potential risks they face. It is true that male sex workers who exclusively serve male clients must cope with challenges and barriers not encountered by those who service female clients. For one thing, society deeply stigmatizes sex workers, framing the act of engaging in sex for money as immoral and inherently dangerous. This stigmatization is heightened for male sex workers who engage with male clients because by definition this involves man-on-man sex. That is a taboo subject for most people who feel prejudice and that prejudice leads to their discriminating against people who get into man-on-man sex. The oppression of male sex workers often emerges from within the gay adult male community itself as well. This community is often thought of as being inclusive and accepting of all sexualities, genders, and identities. This is far from the real-world truth, and male sex workers are frequently ostracized and judged within these communities. This is because male sex workers who service only male clients are often perceived as perpetuating the stereotype of the hypersexual gay man. Some gay men do not want to be thought of as hypersexual. Others don't care at all about this. Male sex workers can typically be perceived as guys who are at the lowest end of the gay male hierarchy. And, male sex workers are often not as included in discussions about sexual health or support services. Listen to the comments in his own words from a male sex worker who services only male clients usually for tourists who travel to Las Vegas to escape the real world. My name is Benjamin. 
I am a male sex worker in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am 26 years of age. If you take even just a casual look at me fully clothed, you will immediately notice that my body is muscular. I represent someone who goes to the gym frequently with excellent results. So, it is easy for me to attract male clients. They take one look at me and suddenly they have sexual thoughts about what the two of us might do together if we got naked and became intimate. I started in this very taboo line of work of being a male sex worker two years ago. Why? Because I could not find full-time employment after I got out of the military. I suffered post-traumatic stress while serving in the army. And, I'm told that I do not get along with others terribly well in social settings such as work environments. So at the suggestion of a male friend, I turned to renting my body to other men who want to have sex with me with no strings attached and just have a few thrills. Because of my muscular appearance, I am usually hired to be dominant over other men. I will let other men fuck me, but usually they want me to fuck them. My clients usually want me to make them come while fucking them from behind. I am thought of being very skilled at bringing a man to orgasm while fucking him from behind. If you look at the number of repeat clients I attract, you learn that once a client experiences fulfilling sex with me, they always want to hire me for repeat performances, so to speak. Male sex workers who service only male clients may also tell you they feel that their circumstances leave them no other viable options to make a living in today's world, especially in Las Vegas. One of the most common reasons male sex workers enter the industry is the need to support themselves and or their families. They may be the sole breadwinners, and their families rely on their income to stay afloat. In some cases, male sex workers enter the industry to fund their college education or their extracurricular activities during college that are integral to their identity. My name is Jake. I am a male sex worker in Vegas who services only male clients. I am 23 years old. I kind of fell into this line of work. I was very active sexually in my late teenage years and because of that track record, I gained a high confidence in my abilities regarding man-on-man -man sex. I started renting out my body for sex and realized I could make a lot of money doing so. I did not have any moral guidance in my childhood years so I came to be someone who just does what feels right at the moment. Like man-on-man -man sex. I probably am considered, a pig, in terms of my jumping into sex with other men very easily. But I don't care. I make money from being, a pig. I am very good at satisfying other guys sexually. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what not to do. I am especially into bondage role-playing. Remember, this is me having sex for money with only male clients. I like getting tied up and then fulfilling the other guy's fantasies to rape me while I am bound in ropes. A standard role-playing thing. I have only once gotten physically hurt. One guy got a little too rough with me while he was fucking me from behind when I was tied up in a lot of ropes. I ended up needing quite a few stitches in my lower back area. But I recovered fully. And that never has stopped me from rope bondage and playing out fantasy rape scenes in Vegas. I usually wear cowboy costumes. Tight blue jeans. Cowboy hat. Cowboy boots. Leather sleeveless vest. Those are my standard choices in cowboy clothing for my line of work. Then I can be tied up in rope while fully clothed as a young cowboy. The client can pull down my tight blue jeans to have his way with me in his fantasy rape scenario. I have lots of fun in my work and experience many orgasms without feeling guilty afterwards. No kidding at all.
In an ideal world, the experience of male sex workers who service only male clients would not involve struggles. Male sex workers within the gay adult male community ideally need better support and protection to ensure their safety and dignity. Yes, the correct word is dignity. Just because a guy is a male sex worker who services only male clients should not lead to his losing his dignity. A man needs dignity to survive in today's world. I am Donnie. I am a male sex worker in Las Vegas who services only male clients. I am 22 years old. I was beaten up three or four times by my male clients after having sex with them. All the same things happened. The guys would come. Then they would become angry at me because their orgasms were better with me than they had ever experienced anywhere else with other people. So they took it out on me and beat me up. As I said, this happened three or four times. How do I feel about these experiences? How do you think I would feel? The main thing is I had a decline in my self-respect or personal sense of stability and honor as a man. I do not think that I deserve to feel that decline. I am a sex worker who is male and who happens to service only male clients. These are choices I made. Professional choices. Why should I endure a decline in my dignity as a result of what I do for a living? I have started learning martial arts so I can better defend myself in my line of work from unwanted violence that I may encounter from angry male clients. You may not agree that male sex workers who service only male clients are worthy of dignity and self-respect. You probably have your perceptions set in stone and nothing is gonna change how you feel about this taboo subject. Some Las Vegas male sex workers have accepted that they will be treated with prejudice and disrespect especially when that affects the behaviors of men whose skin color may be different from the male sex worker in Vegas he hires for an evening of escape and satisfaction. One Vegas male sex worker understands this aspect exceptionally well. Here he is in his own words. My name is Carlos. I was born in Mexico. I am a male sex worker in Las Vegas who services only male clients. I am 21. I tend to get hired by white or black guys who travel to Vegas for two or three days or for a weekend. They come here to Vegas and their sexual fantasy is to fuck a Mexican guy. I am the man from Sonora, Mexico who fulfills their sexual fantasies. These white or black men are usually prejudiced against Mexican guys like me. They totally admire and believe United States politicians who actively disparage Mexicans for being lazy, drug-using, hypersexual darkies and whatever else those rednecks are bullshitting about nowadays of Fox News Channel. But because I look very masculine and have a big cock and thick balls and I happen to be from Mexico, I am great to fulfill many fantasies these white and black guys bring with them to Vegas. I can tell you that a prejudiced white or black guy always has stronger orgasms fucking me. This is true because these clients experience more fulfilling man-on-man -man sex with me compared to with anyone else male or female. Maybe it is the combination of anti-Mexican prejudice and their sexualized anger at us Mexican men. I don't know for sure. But that makes sense to me. And really, I do not care about why they have stronger orgasms thanks to me. But these clients shoot their loads with such force because I am a Mexican male who is very masculine and I fulfill their prejudice-based sexual fantasies that will never fade away. So you can guess I am very happy to take their money and their verbal abuse of me and my fellow Mexicans. Go ahead and keep watching Fox News Channel and keep feeling prejudice against people from Mexico. I don't get treated with any respect by these white or black guys. But I don't care. I don't need respect from prejudiced white or black guys who arrive in Vegas with erections. I just am satisfied to take their money. I charge high prices to allow these guys to fuck me in my ass. 
I let them do whatever they want to do with me. I walk away as the one who is best. I am the winner. They are losers. They get off and shoot their loads because of me once or twice but they still walk away with their deep embedded anti-Mexican prejudices and hatreds that they will live with for their entire miserable lives. My name is Kaipo. I was born in Honolulu 25 years ago. I was very proud to be selected as a male sex worker in Las Vegas. I am the only Pacific Islander man on the team. As a man with a muscular frame and good looks, I am considered as sexually attractive to men. But I am usually selected to get fucked from behind by white men. Why? Because these white men have sexualized prejudice against Pacific Islander men like me. These white men are attracted to me because I am a Pacific Islander and I am good looking with lots of muscles. But these white men feel compelled by their prejudices to stick their cocks into my ass. As they fuck me from behind, they never look at my handsome face, never see my eyes dancing with joy as they shoot their load into my butt. I make an awful lot of money off these prejudiced white guys. You would be shocked at how much money I make from them. So I do not care if they hate me. I just do this for the money. Let them fuck me. Bring it on. I only do this for the money. And there are several other men here on the team of male sex workers in Las Vegas. We are not born in America. We are from other countries. We are good-looking men who specialize in fulfilling sexualized cultural or racial prejudices against us. Some of us play the role of Nazis who get tied up and fucked as retribution for all of Hitler's sins. Others of us are Asian men who get tied up and fucked as retribution for the loss of the Vietnam War. You get the idea. Yeah, you do. We are just here to get paid lots of money to get fucked in retribution for some supposed thing or another. We don't care if you fuck us from behind. And sometimes Vegas male sex workers who only service male clients find ways to get the job done, so to speak, and also remain as free from risk or bodily injury as possible. Some guys do their work as a team of two people. Yes, you heard that correctly. They work as a duo. Two guys. One client. Listen to a couple of such enterprising young men in their own words sharing rare secrets. You may learn a few things here. These probably are things you did not want to learn here. Hey there, I am Mickey, I am 22, and I am the same age as Mickey. My name is Silvio. Mickey and I work together as a duo of male sex workers in Las Vegas. I will let him speak for both of us. Okay, so Silvio and I work together. Like he said, we are a duo, two guys who rent themselves out for sex with men. We both have army experience. We were very sexually active while we were soldiers. We developed this special kind of thing that we do. Special kind of man-on-man -man sex act. Think of it for what it is. It is a spit roast. Silvio and Mickey take on one guy at the same time. The guy is positioned like he is some stuck pig who's getting roasted over an open fire. With a shaft plunging through him at both ends. Our client is standing up and bent over in between Silvio and myself. The client experiences getting fucked in his ass and his mouth by us at the same time. Spit roast, that's the correct way we're referring to our special kind of fucking man. It is what we do very, very skillfully. So we enjoy fucking a guy that extra special way because it reveals our sexual power to him and to us at the same time. I always take the guy's mouth. Silvio gives his cock up the ass of the guy. We are skilled and talented. What I'm saying here is we time orgasms so that the guy who is between us experiences both of us shooting our loads into him together. It really drives most clients absolutely bomb. So, we are the notorious Las Vegas spit roast guys, Mickey and Silvio, and we hope we can do you. We do you very rough and sticky, because we never ever do nothing nice and easy. Come between us next time you happen to be here in Sin City.
Thank you, Mickey, so much. That was a perfect explanation of our work in Sin City. And let me also say that all of us guys here who right now are gathered around this microphone like it's a big erection, we all want to send our sincere thanks to you on behalf of all the Las Vegas male sex workers who service only male clients. The work we do is so important to the local economy. We provide a service that most people do not know about, do not talk about, and wish to never think about, ever. And let's share more secrets from male sex workers in Las Vegas who only service male clients. First off, you want to know where the location might be. Where do men go who want to hire their own private dancer who will do what they want him to do? Where? You think I am gonna give you the street address? Seriously? We move around. I mean to say, the location moves. There is not one and only one place where the Las Vegas male private dancers do their work. How this works is very simple and foolproof. The location moves around. For security reasons, a potential client arrives at his casino resort hotel room. He uses a special token that was electronically sent to his phone. That validates his genuine identity. Only then is the client accepted. He gets instructions texted to him on a secure chat service. He goes downstairs to the front of the casino resort hotel. I see someone else wants to take over here. Yeah, this is Big Ben. Step aside, boys. My turn at the microphone that does look a lot like a full erection. The client goes downstairs to a designated location in the casino resort hotel where he is staying. Sometimes it is a specific slot machine. Other times it is inside one of the restrooms. Although that location can seem kind of creepy. Anyhow, the client is met by a designated ambassador who leads the client outside to a limousine that looks generic like most Las Vegas limousines look. The client and the designated ambassador get inside that limousine. At that point the client is asked to remove all his clothing. He reluctantly agrees. Then the designated ambassador pulls out a big fucking knife and plunges the blade into the cock and balls of the client. Thank you, Big Ben. You fucking liar. We never stab a big knife into a client's manhood in a limousine. Or any other place. What we do is we drive the client to a top secret location. And we show him a good time. That is for sure. Stabbing a client? Never. Ever. These are my boys. I am very impressed with each of them and that matters because I am the boss here at this collective of male sex workers in Las Vegas. I run this show. I am the one who created this business in Vegas and I hired each one of the guys who are in the current lineup. Each one auditioned with me in the hopes of getting selected by me here in this challenging business. The auditions involve specific techniques I use with each man. I required each to meet me one-to-one -one in a hotel room here in Vegas. Yeah, that sounds creepy, doesn't it? In that Vegas hotel room they were required to strip down and follow my specific and detailed instructions in front of me without hiding any part of their body such as using their hands in front of their crotches. This is far more difficult than it sounds. Few men are all that comfortable doing a one-to-one -one interview while they are completely naked and exposed without the benefit of clothing or their hands to protect or conceal themselves. So there's that. Messes with their minds. That's the idea. That's my goal. I also test each man's physical stamina as far as one could do in a hotel room interaction like this. I require them to allow me to strike them in their faces while they agree not to defend themselves or try to deflect my slapping them. This is a kind of sex play you may be familiar with. A dominant guy slaps the face of a submissive guy, not to actually hurt him, but as a physical and non-verbal sign during foreplay to show who is the man in charge in that situation. The one doing the slapping controls the entire situation. The man getting slapped doesn't really like getting slapped, but he knows he has to submit to me if he wants me to select him to be on my team of male sex workers. 
He knows that. Each guy knows that very clearly. Some men take getting slapped better than others. Getting slapped in the face is not especially pleasant, as you may guess. Some men get tears in their eyes. Others seem resistant and even defiant. There is no correct or incorrect response. I evaluate each man on his own merits in terms of how he responds to my slapping him in the face while he can do nothing in return. I then switch to smacking each guy in his nuts. Not very rough. Just enough to make him feel the sensation of getting smacked in his nuts. The element of surprise makes me smile. Each man thinks he is going to get slapped in the face. Instead, he gets smacked in his nuts. All men double over in response. No surprise there. What particular sounds they make when they are smacked in the nuts is important to me. If they grunt in a masculine way, that's good. That's what I listen for. If they whimper like a puppy, then I am not going to be pleased with their response. I always ask each man the same question at this point in our interaction. I ask them, do you like getting smacked in the nuts by me? The correct answer is some variation of yes, sir. Smack Mia again, sir. Any other answer is not gonna impress me one bit. And then, the last step is I wanna see how each man looks once he is standing there naked in front of me with a full erection. Some men cannot get an erection in this setting and that tells me I need to not select them. After getting slapped in the face and smacked in the nuts, if a man cannot get an erection for me, then he is finished with the interview. Very simple outcome. Those who get full and enthusiastic erections are the ones I will select for the job of a male sex worker. But I want you to understand that I never have any actual sexual interactions with any of these candidates for the Vegas male sex worker position. This means no fucking them and no sucking them. Most men tend to offer themselves to me sexually in this kind of interview, hoping that will convince me to hire them. But I do not fuck them, do not suck them, and, they do not fuck me or suck me, either. After putting each man through this routine, I always ask them to tell me in their own words why they think male clients would want to select them in Vegas as a private dancer who will do what they want him to do. There are no correct answers here. I just want to listen to how each man expresses himself in a stressful situation to determine whether he is suitable to be added to my team. I would also add that each man probably does not walk away from that experience very pleased with me and, in fact, they probably are really pissed off at me and at least a little bit afraid of me. I never tell a candidate right there on the spot in that hotel room that I have selected him. I always let each candidate know by sending them an email message to tell them a straightforward yes or no response. They learn in writing whether they fucked up, or, they were successful in making it through my selection process to become one of the legendary Vegas male sex workers in Sin City. Well, it is time for us to sign off now. You have been listening to a mockumentary. You know what that means. The title Male Private Dancers is a reference to exactly what all of us men are here in Las Vegas. We are private dancers. We do what you want us to do. It is up to you. You tell us. We do whatever you pay for. See you soon in Sin City. And there you are. You just heard a narrated fiction episode called Secrets of Male Private Dancers. This original work of fiction was written for the Taboo Truths and Tales podcast series by Madera D'Souza. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please tell someone you heard secrets of male private dancers so that they also can enjoy it. Thanks again for your attention and loyalty.